0: you know, having the, at the end of the day, you know, we're put on this earth. Hopefully we have one life we can impact. You know, I use the quote often by Jackie Robinson, a life is not important except for the impact it has on others. And I believe that leaders like him who went first, who led boldly, despite the struggles and the death threats and things that some people get when they lead boldly and, you know, nobody quite understands them, right? Us entrepreneurs, nobody quite understands us. We're all wired uniquely different, but it's worth it. It's worth following that objective and listening and staying focused. So we want to change the way the world thinks about leadership. Do you want to be a leader who gets noticed, gets things done, and gets real results? Then you need influence and authority. Join host Jennifer
1: McClure to learn how to build authority, expand your influence, and increase your impact. This is the Impact Makers Podcast with Jennifer McClure. Hey there, Impact Makers. Thank you for joining me for episode number 56 of the Impact Makers podcast. Today's guest is one of my favorite people. And as you may have guessed from the intros each week, I have a lot of favorite people in my life. But when I think about those who've truly had an impact on me and have changed my life for the better, it's a much smaller list. And today's guest, Mike Sipple Jr., is most definitely on that list, along with his father, Mike Sippel Sr., After leaving my last corporate job as an HR executive in late 2005, I knew I wanted to pursue a different path and maybe even start my own business. Thankfully, with the help of a great coach, who also happened to work in the firm owned by the Sipples, I was able to get some great advice by networking with a whole bunch of people who were much smarter than me. Pretty much all of them didn't feel that I was ready to start my own business, and many of them suggested that I find an organization where I could learn from someone who'd be willing to teach me how to develop the relationships necessary to grow my own business someday. I'll always believe that there was a bit of divine intervention in my situation at that time, and that it wasn't an accident that I ended up connecting with the good folks at Centennial. After speaking with Mike's dad, Mike Zippel Sr., he was kind enough to offer me a chance to join their well-respected executive search firm. He was willing to show me how to build relationships and to develop business if I was willing to do the work. So I joined Centennial in early 2006 with the goal of learning from Mike Sr., which I most certainly did. But there was also an added bonus with joining the Centennial team. I got to know and work with Mike Sipple Jr. as well. Mike was about 20 years younger than me, but already a powerhouse relationship builder, and he was doing great work as an executive search consultant for a variety of clients in our region and beyond. If you'd like to hear more about that story and the Sipples' influence on my life, I shared about it on episode seven, titled How I Became a Speaker and Entrepreneur. I'll link to that episode in the show notes if you've not had a chance to listen to it yet. I think you'll benefit from learning more about Mike today, and I'd highly encourage you to follow him as well as the work that his teams are doing. There are several ways to connect with Mike, and I've linked them all up in the show notes. So without further ado, let me introduce you to my friend and mentor, Mike Sipple Jr. Mike is the president of the third-generation boutique executive search firm, Centennial Inc., and co-founder and CEO of the global leadership platform and consultancy, Talent Magnet Institute. As an advisor, writer, and public speaker on holistic leadership, inclusive and equitable workplaces, and how organizations can become a talent magnet, Mike has supported leaders from all over the world for more than two decades in hiring the right talent, building inclusive and equitable teams, and developing holistic leaders who care about the impact of their leadership. As the host of the Talent Magnet Institute podcast, Mike shares conversations each week with leaders from around the world with a focus on equipping leaders to succeed in relationships, work, community, and life. Mike is married to his high school sweetheart, has three children, 13, 11, and 9, and both a golden doodle and a shizu who were both COVID-19 puppies added over the last year of a global pandemic. Most evenings and weekends, Mike and his wife, Amber, can be found cheering for their kids at a basketball court or on a baseball field or creating conversations with the global community on social media. Please join me in welcoming Mike Sipple Jr. to the Impact Makers podcast today. Welcome Mike Sippel Jr. to the Impact Makers podcast. It's so delightful. I get the opportunity to see your smiling face. Uh, so for everyone listening it's lovely. (laughs) Thanks for joining me finally on the Impact Makers podcast.
0: Oh, Jennifer, thank you so much for having me on one of my top three podcasts. So I finally uh, get to be on the Impact Makers podcast. It's an honor to be with you, friend.
1: Now, I know we've taken assessments in the past and both you and I are competitive and you just triggered me because you said top three, <laughs> which means <laughs> that there are potentially one or two above me. But we'll we'll talk about that later. I'll take top three. I'm going to I'm in recovery yeah, well, for competitive. <laughs> keep,
0: doing it. keep doing it. As soon as you and Adam Grant become best friends, we'll 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 put you in the top two.
1: We are kind of, but uh, that's a story for another okay. day. So we have obviously known each other for a while, which I've shared in the intro, but I would love for you to tell me in your own words, what is the Mike Sipple Jr. story that our audience should know?
0: Sure, so uh, born into a family business, but ultimately have had the entrepreneurial bug since I was a little kid. You know, there's pictures of me with, with a rake in my hand and a bottle in my mouth, um, in my backyard that my mom loves to put on, uh, throwback Thursdays on Facebook occasionally. And I, uh, went to an inner city school. I, um, looked at ways to help others and to, you know, I started a lawn, a lawn care company, uh, in 11th grade. Um, so I kind of joke, I had enough credits to leave school early for my 11th and 12th grade year. I have no idea why they allow me to do it, but I would go out and mow lawns and swing back by and pick up some friends for baseball practice and have made 75 bucks or so before school ended. So the entrepreneurial bug is within me. I went to school for landscaping management, worked at an executive search firm, which is my family's business and fell in love with what my parents did and um, have been doing that now for 20 years. You know, just crossed over my 20-year mark. So, and then just three years ago, you know, my dad and I, Jennifer, you were a part of this when you were on our team. We were always trying to figure out how to do more, how to bring more value to a client's, right? Mm -hmm. And beyond search and started doing talent strategy consulting work. And then ultimately that birthed into uh, what many on um, your podcast and our mutual community know is the Talent Magnet Institute. Mm-hmm. So that just, you know, married, married my high school sweetheart, um, started dating when she was in 11th grade. I was ninth grade, although she's only a year and a half older than me is what she tells everyone. Only? <laughs> um, but <laughs> but um, I've got, you know, three amazing children, Jacob, Abby and Ethan, 13, 10 and nine and two puppies. Um, they are COVID puppies. We lost the puppy or or lost our dog after 15 years early in COVID. Mm -hmm. And, um, we joined the COVID puppy group. Apparently it is a thing. There's a hashtag for it and got a golden doodle and a, and a little shih tzu, you know, so that's a little bit about me, three, three or two siblings. I'm nine and six years younger than my siblings. And, um, I think there's some, I think there's a lot to birth order Mm -hmm. And um, especially in separation versus close, our kids are very close in age. I was very separated. So it's a little bit about me.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, obviously, because I know you, I know there's a a whole lot um, to unpack in those things. And I did have the opportunity. So 20 years at Centennial. So that means you started when you were nine, right?
0: I mean, basically.
1: Basically. (laughs)
0: So I, I started right out of high school. So when I graduated high school, I started working at Centennial to help put myself through school. So that's what I did. And so I, I do count when I, the early days mm-hmm. of me starting. that My dad still loves to talk about those early days and what right. I did then. And, and then there's a gentleman who worked with you and I, Jennifer, when we were at Centennial together, Walt Mole. Um, Walt came into the business and really kind of took me under his wing and mentored me. And uh, one day told my dad, I think he can make a great recruiter. I think he can make a great, you know, executive search consultant. And, you know, here I am five, six years ago, took over as president of that company. Uh, We've worked very hard to build a leadership team inside that organization to go from family-operated company to professional leadership, and I'm honored to say that we have that, Um, credible leaders on this team at Centennial, uh, which has allowed us to really go after the Talent Magnet Institute at the rate that we are, so to bring that to life and to the world.
1: Mm -hmm. So were you, like myself, my dad was a college professor, and he always said, Jennifer, you will be a teacher someday, and I was very much, I will never be a teacher probably right. just because he said that. Now I th- I look back now and I think in many ways I am a teacher as a speaker. That's what I love to do is to teach and to share information and to watch people grow. So were you also from some period of your youth in the camp of I will not go in the family business. I will not be a recruiter?
0: <laughs> yeah, it wasn't necessarily that, but it also wasn't the other extreme, right? I mean my parents really never pushed me about the business. Although I knew that there was some privilege that came with having parents who owned a company. And one of those privileges is to be able to pay your way through school, right? By working at your family business. Now, that's not to disregard the founders of Centennial, which are not my parents, Mm -hmm. um, Mary and Jim Morris. Mary knew this would be my calling and she was always influencing me asking me at what point in time are you going to wake up know this is what you love to do and you know my dad purchased the company from Mary and a couple of other partners back in the late 90s Mary is really probably my closest experience to a grandmother you know i had two grandmothers but had strained relationship one was very sick with alzheimers another there's just a lot of family drama and uh, mary was the grandmother who you learn from every time you watched her, not just listen from her. So Mary was one of the two founders, her and her husband um, of Centennial. And Mary knew that I would go down this path. I remember my very first client success. Mary was on on oxygen and um, not doing well. And she asked my parents, to come and get her because we are going to Prima Vista in Cincinnati, Ohio, to celebrate Michael's first success. That is a moment I'll never forget. Mm-hmm.
1: So, when did you? You know, what happened when you eventually realized that that it was your calling? What do you remember? Kind of what you felt or what you recognized about yourself yeah. that you said, "This is this is where I need to be."
0: Yeah. So, one of the things I loved about mowing lawns and raking leaves and was getting to know the customers. One of the things I did not do well with uh, was making the right dollar per hour rate on those activities because I would talk too much to my clients, right? So everybody has, you know, if you've seen your neighborhood, if there's a mower that comes through the neighborhood, or if you um, have your grass mowed, you know it takes like Seven minutes, and you're like, "How did they <laughs> how literally go up <laughs> and do that?" And that was not me. So I would take my time. I fell in love with the people aspect of life, right? Getting to know people, hearing their stories, helping them, and um, and then, to be frank, my dad was asked about his own succession, and at that time, we were getting more involved in an organization called the Garing Center for Family and Private Business, which is one of the largest family edu- family business educators in the country that's university based. And, um, we went through that program together, unlike many where they go into the program to really create their solution. We kind of went into the program to even figure out like, would we even enjoy working together? Mm-hmm. Right. And, um, so my family went through that path and during that process, I really started to see and understand the data and the statistics around the heartbeat of America, Mm -hmm. which is entrepreneurs and family and private business, right? Yes, there's large brands, but most of those large brands are surrounded by an ecosystem, many of which came from or are entrepreneurs, family or private businesses, and I really started understanding the legacy that my dad had created with our organization and the opportunity that I had in front of me to further that legacy into a third generation business, second generation family. So that's kind of when I fell in love with the idea of watching others do it well, watching others not do it well and learning from them and saying, you know, I think I would really enjoy that experience. I, I happen to really enjoyed being around my parents and learning from them. Not every moment do we agree or, you know, I think we agree more now that I'm the age that I am. I look back and go, man, dad was right. Right. But in your twenties, your parents are never right. Right. So, but it's been a, you know, a great learning journey and then helping my parents go through their own succession. And, you know, I always say dad will never, mom and dad will never retire. They love what they do. And seeing two human beings love each other and love what they do so much is extremely gratifying, it's unique, it's a blessing, and it's a great example. So I hope that uh, my wife and I and our children have that same experience on others.
1: Yeah. So obviously, when I list the people who have impacted my life, some version of the Sipples is probably in my top three. So I'll let you you... <laughs> your competitive brain wrap around that. <laughs> Just so much has been imparted to me by you and your dad and your mom and has really influenced my life in a great way. I know I've heard you on interviews, both on your own podcast, the Talent Magnet Institute podcast and others. Uh, so I don't remember exactly where it was, where you talked about what your dad has taught you not necessarily as a business person, but as a a man and a father. Can you share a little bit about that? Because he's just wonderful.
0: Sure, sure. So my dad is a very, um, you know, I always have to kind of do a gut check. Like mom was, he wasn't always like he is now, right? Where he's the quiet, he's always been somewhat quiet, but my dad's kind of the quiet listener, asks great questions to the point where you're like, oh, that's what I should do, right? And he's like, <laughs> Yeah, you know. But a very humble businessman. My dad is very competitive, but in a way that's a little unique. Like what drives him, and I hope what drives me is change and influence and making a difference in others' lives and helping people succeed as much in personal life as they do business, mm-hmm. right? And that's where, you know, you listen to the tagline of Centennial, making a difference in your business career and personal life. That's a tagline that's stuck with us for years. Mm -hmm. And we can't ever get away from it. No matter what strategic plan or marketing expert we do, it's like, that's who we are. That's what our clients and friends know us for. And then at, at Talent Magnet Institute, helping leaders succeed in relationships, work, community, and life. So I think that's a part of it, right? That being a business leader is challenging and you have to know that, to be frank, the Lord's with you, right? And he's not going to put you through more than you can't handle, but in order to refine us and to help us see our own weaknesses and gaps and strengths, you know, we have to go through difficult circumstances and it's the same way in, in personal life. And as a child, you know, there were times and there are times now where my kids you know, wish I were more present. There's times where I wish my dad was more present with me, but we were, but we're there and, you know, and using the platform that I have being a business owner and having employees and having team members and that extra layer of accountability. You know, I always learned about it at a pretty young age and I think my children do too. But the, you know, the other part is faith. I mean, you know, you can't get, you certainly can't get through a consulting business without a whole lot of faith. (laughs) Um, you know, whatever you believe in. But for us, faith really drives us. We want to be viewed as loving, kind. You know, I pray every day that I will be a Christian that people do want to be around Mm -hmm. versus one who you don't want to be around, right? right? Yeah, And being in the world and not of it and serving and loving people well, you know, and that's kind of the path that's even taken me down, Jennifer, this this path of anti-racism and I speak a lot, you know, I was just on a panel uh, a few months ago with the NAACP. I've been leading us a series around racial injustice, you know, and I was on a, on a a conversation just a couple weeks ago with a leader. Who's like, Mike, I, you know, I want to invite you to have some conversations with me as a black woman and you, a white male, because you're, it's just so comfortable and easy to have conversations with you. Mm-hmm. And people need to learn that that's unique and that's intrinsic inclusion. So, and I, you know, I know I get that from my dad. I mean, my dad never judges anyone. He loves everyone. Mm-hmm. He tries to be a mentor and a coach and an equipper. And, um, you know, to be frank, I pray it's, you know, my, one of my life mottos is that I'm a Prayerful leader who intentionally cares about others and who uses my energy and passion that the Lord's given me to be a blessing to the world. Mm -hmm. And um, so I know that comes from my parents, it comes from my grandfather. You know, a lot of my unique focus on racial injustice really started with my grandfather Mm -hmm. because he was so in tune with this, and I saw things at a pretty young age that could be disturbing to some but he he was focused on protecting his friends no matter what color of their skin. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I learned a lot from that as well.
1: Yeah, and I just think there's so much um, to be grateful for and what your parents have passed on to you and to others in the community and people like myself. So we'll forever be grateful for that. I know when I started at Centennial in 2006, we were teammates. You, you were an executive recruiter a little more experience under your belt, plus a lot of uh, you know, being able to see in action. I tell people I came there to learn from your dad, but I ended up learning as much or more from you because you were so excited about new ways to grow the business and new ways to connect with clients and to help them bring the leadership talent that they needed to their organizations. I know when I started, Centennial was primarily a regional recruiting executive search firm, although there were clients that had businesses elsewhere. And since that time frame, it's exploded into a lot of things while still being very excellent at what the core of the business has always been. Can you share a little bit about both what your initial vision was around that time when you were just really getting into the business to then taking on the leadership role and where it's headed in the future? Kind of that that trajectory
0: sure well and I'll give a shout out to voice of customer experiences right so we started listening I started fighting for marketing budget and research budget and um, and kind of working I mean you know the business cases that we had a pitch and why this is valuable and what the ROI and we did some voice of the customer work uh, which I was able to pry into the budget and we started hearing from our clients that, like, we we look for search firms like Centennial in other markets, right? And we started hearing and noticing that, really, our core clients are going through succession, going through leadership elevation, building high-performing teams, and many have multiple sites, not all, but many have, you know, other divisions or they're getting ready to buy a company and add more capability, et cetera. You know, and fast forward, now we work with companies out of 16 different countries across the you all across the U.S., but really the theme outside of our own backyard geographically is succession and building high-performing teams, right? That's what we do. That's our sweet spot niche. And, you know, you could consider us a boutique um, search firm. You know, I like to say we're 45 years strong and we use, you know, my dad really looks at data. And I'm very thankful I've learned that from him. I mean, we're always evolving. We're always learning. We're always growing because that's what Centennial does, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, and I think even the flexibility at his time, and I remember him, him sitting with you and I and, uh, and TJ, Jennifer, and he's like, you know, I just want to work right here, right? Geographically. And we're like, well, we can take it anywhere and we can, you know, <laughs> and um, and we have. I mean, there's, you know. I remember the moment, the year, about three, about four years ago, when I started realizing even I now don't know all of our clients directly, right? But at that point, my dad pretty much knew everybody that we Mm -hmm. were working with. And then we expanded the business together. Those were definitely days that redefined the future of our firm, the years that you were with us. I learned and grow, I mean, I don't know, you can't really say more experience because I'd learn from you every day. We were right across the hall from each other and, you know, we'd lean over and talk. And But learning and going out on meetings with you and learning how you approach to business conversations and that, you know, is always gonna rest with me. And I'm very thankful that my dad, you know, as we've built Centennial, we've had so many incredible leaders come through our path. And I like to say that the one thing that is unique with our firm is that alumni are proud to be alumni.
1: Mm-hmm. And, um, so. and
0: that's something that really ties into the organization we created three years ago, a phrase called Ambassadors uh, with the Talent Magnet Institute. You know, watching people speak about a company that's had a profound impact on their lives and gave them the footing and the foundation and encouraged them and inspired them to do great things, even if it meant that people had to depart that's what building ambassadors looks like mm-hmm. and my dad is a perfect you know teacher of that he's the professor of how to make that happen so but yeah listening to customers right voice of customer is a very powerful experience mm-hmm. hearing having the right person ask the right questions and we found really two themes one many of our best customers have multiple sites and are expanding or growing through acquisition or organically and have other search needs. And two, that we had a significant international client base. And we still do to this day. A lot of my board members, a lot of my closest clients aren't from, uh, We're not born in the United States. And a lot of our connections and relationships, instead of You know, we used to not follow them as much. Now we do. Mm -hmm. just had a client move to New Orleans and, you know, we'll be working together in New Orleans, I'm sure at some point, right? Or a client that moves to Stuttgart, Germany, we'll might be working together in Stuttgart, Germany. So, you know, relationships are borderless and business is borderless and there's an opportunity to stretch beyond. Um, For us, that was a huge innovation as a local Regional boutique firm that now does global search and works with leaders from 16 different countries. I also, you know, we are here in Cincinnati, Ohio, and one of the things that's unique to Cincinnati, Ohio, are brands like Procter and Gamble and Kroger and other large brands. You know, P and G. We have so many clients that have come out of Procter and Gamble, and it's a global business. You know, there's another company that a company called Millicron, you know, for back in the 70s, Millicron was one of the largest machine tool companies in the United States. And we've probably worked with seven to nine different spinoffs, sales, acquisitions from that organization with different brands. So we follow relationships. You know, relationships don't have to end when people move or sell a company.
1: I love that. Relationships are borderless. That's a great... Mike Sipple Jr. quote I will talk more about kind of again where Centennial is expanding and and Talent Magnet Institute has been birthed out of that but I want you to kind of comment on you know people will ask me both as someone who talks about personal branding or just when they want to hear about my story and even this morning I talked with someone who said I think I originally connected with you back in the Centennial days and his question was kind of how did you I, I look at you know, your follower numbers or, you know, the, the brand that you've built and how, how did you do that? And I, when I answer that question a lot of time, I'll, I'll talk about like what it was like for me when I was in executive search Mm -hmm. and I would start a search, you know, you're looking for an SVP of sales, kind of how you start that search. Tell me kind of what you do in the sense of sharing it of, for people who want to become known or be found or to get the opportunities, how do you as an executive, uber executive search <laughs> consultant, begin to find the right people for all of these relationships that obviously you've done extremely well at to continue to maintain the relationships in the business for years upon years upon years and to grow it?
0: Yeah. I do think, Jennifer, it's um, market viability in the executive search, the longevity of companies. It's not easy to stay in this business. Mm-hmm. Right, and the way you do is by foundationally helping others, supporting people, regardless of the need that they might have today. Being there in their most trying times means they turn to you as they have opportunity, and other times where you might be able to come into support. You know, we've been asked, we get asked for all kinds of unique. Engagements in the kind of boutique search world. And the reason why firms like ours get asked because the people know we know how to get to people and people return our calls, right? Mm-hmm. Because we have this generational impact and connectivity and with people's lives. And we, do, again, don't take that for granted. I think as you build brand, being authentically who you are and always looking for ways to help others. I mean, there's even times in my career where I've had so much on my plate that I, you know, I get like kind of down because I can't support other people like I wish I could right now, right? Mm-hmm. Because there's so much going on. But the more support you provide, and our team knows, I mean, our team is an incredible relationship builders, right? We know how to get to people. We can get to anyone in the world um, as long as we frame up and know what we're trying to help you achieve. Um, and it's because we can pick up the phone and reach out to to most corners of the globe and get to people to help us get to people. Right. Mm -hmm. You know, our database, I mean, we're known as thought leaders, you know, we have had, you and I have been helping others for a long time. People turn to individuals and relationships like us, you know, we write content. We have incredible amount of leaders who follow Centennial's content and now the Talent Magnet Institute's content. And there's a there that's intentional, right? People ask, like, how do you not have a LinkedIn pro account? My entire team hasn't had a LinkedIn pro account in years, right? And um, people go, how do you do that? I mean, because, well, you build relationships and you, you work the phone, right? Dad's greatest quote is the greatest innovation in the world for our industry has been the telephone. And it can never be greater than now where people, you know, aren't even seeing each other. So picking up the phone feels right. And that's what we do. So, and we're great at sourcing. We're great at networking and people know we're going to look out for them. So candidate experience is mission critical, mm-hmm. fighting things that help people regardless if you're going to place them. We also, you know, know our competitors really well, right. And there's, a great deal of respect a firm like ours has for our direct competitors and global competitors. And, you know, we're not the only one, um, who can help you. Right. Mm -hmm. So helping others understand that, that it's not like only live in my little fiefdom and, you know, no, it's like, you know, Hey, I, I mean, I refer, I was talking to a CEO today with one of his vice presidents and it's like, you know, we referred him to you and we didn't even have the search. Mm -hmm. Right. And that's what they remember six years later. Yeah. Because it's the right thing to do.
1: So I love that you mentioned, you know, because people in today's world, we and myself included, you, you think, well, I need to be active on LinkedIn. I need to be active on social media. I need to blog. I need to whatever. But as you, I think, reiterated the first steps are you reach out to your relationships to ask who they know right? When you're when you're starting a search. So, it really is when people will email me or message me on LinkedIn or even have a conversation with me and they say, you know, I'm, I'm thinking about getting my MBA. You know, they're a few years into their career. I'm thinking about getting my MBA as a way to grow my career. What do you think about that, Jennifer? And I say, well, my advice is if you want to grow your career, invest the time, the money, and the effort in growing your network. Then if you have extra time, money left over, and you want to get an MBA, great. But the value of an MBA is often in the relationships that you build and your cohorts that you're working with. So save your money and focus on the relationships because that is what will help you to grow your career, your brand, your business, all of the above.
0: And I learned yes. that
1: I learned that from you. <laughs>
0: Well, and this is why you're an amazing motivational speaker and you could just drop the mic at this point, right? (laughs) People think there's this secret answer to put another acronym next to their name or, and the secret answer is focus on helping people and be clear and, you know, help people with your words help you, right? Be clear what could be beneficial for you, but also how can you serve them? And that goes, I mean, it goes more than a long way. It helps you get to pools of talent that are really inaccessible, to be honest with you. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, there's projects we take on that are so unique that, you know, we get to because people return our calls, you Mm -hmm. know, and not only do they return our calls, they say, oh my gosh, last week, I used this incredible downloadable that your team sent out, and I just wanted to tell you how it went, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I got a text message this week from an executive that shared, I did a LinkedIn Live, and she was sharing about that LinkedIn Live that she did it with her entire team on Monday. And here's how it went, right? I mean, that's the world. That's how you build relationships. It, it creates access because you're giving goodness to the world around you. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't, I mean, even Jennifer, our podcast, right? I mean, I remember sitting it for lunch with you saying, Jennifer, tell me, how did you start this podcast? Mm-hmm. And you were like, oh my gosh, here are the resources I'm using and the people. And here's who I've learned from that entire circle has exploded for me the last two and a half years. Mm -hmm. And that entire network, that original team that you recommended me to, I'm still using today, you know, many of the people who encouraged you and the podcast you were listening to, you know, we've, I've had on as guests, I've been on theirs as guests. And just that little circle continues. I mean, we all, you know, one of my three favorites is the HR social hour the network that has come out of me listening to you, Jennifer McClure, about the power of Twitter and social media, even despite, I don't know, 12, 15 years ago that, you know, very few people believed and you fought it. You kept saying, I know it's going to make an impact and look at all these friendships. I mean, some of my closest contacts that I could reach out to tomorrow to solve a problem
1: mm-hmm.
0: have come from social media networks, Right. And Mm -hmm. when people swing through Cincinnati, we have lunch. And, you know, when we go to conferences, we meet up and we, you know, I get a random text. Hey, how are you doing? I'd love to grab a Zoom call with you. Those are people that have come from, a lot of them have come from social media, you know, and authentic relationships. That's one of the reasons why I love the HR Social Hour. I tell that to John and Wendy all the time. Like This community that you're nurturing, leaders like Jennifer and Lori and Steve Brown and got in Kevin Monroe, you know, we've built this ecosystem of people who care, people who are trying to change the world. People are trying to create impact and are passionate about it, like want to make that happen. Right. I say often when I'm speaking, doing keynotes or whatever, that, um, in fact, you know, this coming uh, next week, I'm going to be speaking to a group of young professionals and it's like, stop trying to hope another leader swoops in to change the world. Like you are the leader you are the one who can do it, right? And I learned that a lot from you, my father, T.J. Bug on our team here at Centennial, Becky Sheeler, you know, I could name the entire team, to be honest with you. You know, even my board members and people that, you know, really gave my dad and I the confidence to launch this thing called the Talent Magnet Institute that you know, we were fence sitting forever, right? I mean, we should have done this when we had you on our team and it would be 25 times larger than it is now. And, you know, we were fence-sitting, we were nervous, you know, family businesses don't really create startups, right? But it took a right board, group of board members to say, you know what, we're going to stand behind you and do this. And they do that because you've helped them, you've created impact, you've served people, you've gotten to know people and you don't give up. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, so that's kind of a little bit, <laughs> sorry. You're, should, you're very I'm passionate
1: off, about it. I wish people I'm could see stage that. here in just a
0: second, but... <laughs> Uh, But thank you for asking the question. So remember that with those that are listening, I mean, this audience, you were all incredible, inspiring, inspirational folks, right? And every time you share an episode of the impact makers into the ethos, we all learn and grow, right? And every time that an episode of the Talent Magnet Institute, I mean, we had a leader a couple weeks ago from New Zealand reach out to us and say, Hey, I want to talk to the, you and this faculty member, who spoke about this particular topic? I was speaking to a board that it was a board member of mine who was on the episode. And just last night, her and I were talking and she shared, Mike, I was in this meeting and I didn't quite know all of the players, but they all knew me, like in an odd way, right? And at the end, the leader was like, <laughs> I could tell you were trying to figure out how we knew your. What you were most passionate about. And she was like, I listened to this episode of you on the Talent Magnet Institute podcast. And that's why you're actually here. That's why we invited you in. These kinds of things people learn from and keep sharing, keep retweeting, keep, you know, putting it out to your network and giving positive comments because that stuff trickles down and helps increase our networks.
1: Yeah. Well, let's kind of move into Talking about, you have the Talent Magnet Institute podcast and also the Talent Magnet Institute, which grew out of kind of what you've been talking about, the relationships that you built over time, the giving to clients beyond what Centennial's revenue streams were. And you wanted to find a way to make that more accessible to people and also to bring together the great group of people that Centennial has come in contact with over the years so tell me kind of it's how long has the Talent Magnet Institute been around and what's that journey been like?
0: I'll try to keep this as short as possible, but how much time do we have? Everyone? Um, <laughs> so back actually a little bit before you joined Centennial, Jennifer, my dad was, he brought in a strategic coach and we were working with him and you know him, Chuck Proudfit. And my dad was sharing like, here are all these things we do. So, I mean, it's almost been like 17 years ago that we started thinking of one day we're going to bring an organization to life in an ecosystem. We used to call it business advisors. Remember, we say our business advisory network and all of this that brings like the greatest people that we've experienced that God's blessed us with in our inner circle, bring them together and help organizations become talent magnets, become better versions of themselves you bring out the greatest good of the people that you employ. Now, seven years ago, our team uh, with the help of a gentleman by the name of David Kinell, both Chuck and David are on our faculty, go figure, who helped us, we wrote a bullet of deliver higher value to a client's one bullet point. And what we started doing is really researching that bullet point with our clients through what? Voice of customer. Mm-hmm. And what you find is an executive search you're, you are a boutique, right? You know, you're not, we're not doing staffing. There's not a, hopefully there's not a revolving door where there's always a need. And when you're there and you provide a high level value, you know, in some cases you're there for a lifetime with that leader in their role with their level of authority, but that doesn't mean they need you all the time. Right. So, you know, you may do a ton of work in two years, or five years, or one year, and then you get a call four years later that says, hey, it's time to do something again. Listen to what's going on. Here's the update. And what are those incremental value adds along the way? Well, we all know that organizations need, have lots of need, right? People have lots of need. Building highly effective and high-performing teams takes a lot of work. Succession planning takes a lot of work. Coaching and equipping our people to be better, Tomorrow than they were today and bringing out their greatest good takes a lot of work And we would hear that feedback that really formulated what that bullet point ultimately has become so the talent magnet institute was launched formally At the end of 2017 uh, landed our first client in houston texas in 2017 and haven't looked back 2000 19 decided to spin the organization off. So in 2020, we basically Centennial spun Talent Magnet out to be its wholly owned entity, Um, have taken an incredible group of investors into the organization. So we have outside investors. I'm honored to say that many of them are longtime clients and friends of Centennial and have created its own board of directors and have really formula, form, formulated what one, you know, at one point, and i have to say the most emotional part for me is that my dad's still living to see this, mm-hmm. right? That he's still healthy, that he can be a part of this with me. Mm-hmm. Um, so he is my co-founder. I'm sorry, I didn't know I would cry on Jennifer McClure. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm the I'm Oprah making, of podcasting. You have to cry. <laughs> <issue are. laughs> But, um, you know, so my dad's the co-founder and it means a lot to me when our team leaves off the co on founder accidentally in marketing, people have learned that's a big no-no, like you can't do that, right? It's so important that my co-founder is with me and we're doing it, you know, we're doing it together. He's an advisor to this. We have put together an incredible team inside the Talent Magnet Institute and externally with board members, equity owners, faculty and consultants, coaches, as well as you know, individuals that are 1099s with us, helping us bring many of the, much of this goodness to life. And uh, we've got team members all over the country. Earlier in the pandemic, we had a team uh, member in Spain. We've got a you know, group of team that works with us out of Quebec. We've got people in Charlotte and Arizona and Colorado and Um, That are all kind of built into what this has become. So it did start. We intentionally launched the podcast first. Actually, we landed a couple of consulting clients. Then we launched the podcast in 18 to really build a community, right? Mm -hmm. To see would this fly? Would our European-based clients and clients overseas start adopting the content? And we started, you can watch the data, right? Watch the data spread, and um, it's just been incredible. So now we have a consulting side of the Talent Magnet Institute where we're doing things according to our flywheel, which is, you know, centered in strategy and purpose, helping organizations figure out what we call attract, recruit, onboard, develop, retain, and ambassadors. All of those are really framed out um, based on a you know, I would say the data that says, here's what's best of class looks like in an employee experience Mm -hmm. and setting those intentions to bring out the greatest good of your people. Um, And then we also have a digital leadership platform that is a software as a service, data enabled platform for leaders. We have just under a hundred subscribers now, Back in the pandemic, our investors said, put the full throttle of this thing and let's build out that digital platform. And I said, are you sure? And they said, heck yeah, we should have done this a year ago. And uh, we went from zero to just under 100 in um, 2020. So on that side of the, um, from a membership subscription basis. So um, we also were going to provide a $1 30-day trial to everyone who wants to take advantage of it, who follows the Impact Makers podcast and, um, you know, which I'm excited about too, to meet all of the amazing friends of Jennifer McClure.
1: Yeah. (laughs) So so, as Mike mentioned, we'll share in the show notes, which you can find either on the app where you're listening to the podcast or uh, by going to JenniferMcClure.net to the show notes there where you can find a link that you said will give you, what, a 30-day trial for one dollar?
0: Yeah, $1 30-day trial, and you'll basically get to choose the level you want to come in at, and you'll get this you know, interact with some of the core content. If you choose the more senior levels, you'll get to engage with our community and the events that we put on, our fireside chats, fireside leadership chats, and our live and in-focus experiences. We just, you know, had one on strategic planning and strategic alignment. Mm -hmm. You know, topics to make us all be better, right? People to learn from, people to experience, and then again, get to kind of learn a little bit more about what becoming a talent magnet, the solution that all of this sits under our proprietary framework for our content and organization, Um, you know, get to learn more about that. So we would welcome anyone to try it out or reach out to me and talk more about it. Um, there's nothing better than to give a, an amazing product demo or show you how, you know, when you when you hit, when you have an app where it's all accessible within two finger taps, it's like, wow, we arrived in 2020. It's like the year mm-hmm. of chaos. And, you know.
1: <laughs> and some good things came out of it, yes. So, again, yeah. we'll have links to both how you can connect with Mike, the podcast, Talent Magnet Institute, and that membership program trial option, which is a great, great value because I know many of the faculty members and the Talent Magnet Institute, and they're, as Mike mentioned earlier, some of the finest people that you'll ever find. I have a couple of questions for you to kind of close out. So, I know, like you've mentioned it several times about the relationships that both you've built and and your companies have built over the years and how you've been able to develop really deep relationships with a lot of high quality people. I know that for you and for a lot of people who, both through the virtue of your position, you know, the, the leader of an executive search firm, Uh, someone who's visible out there, someone who is very active in the community, you serve on a number of boards and, and are out there doing so many things, both for your family and for our community, that has got to create a tsunami of people that reach out to you wanting to grab a cup of coffee, have a meeting, get you to help them find a job, just get to know you, a friend referred me to you,
0: Oh, yeah. How do you
1: handle that?
0: Can you help my child? Can <laughs> you help my spouse? So it takes a lot of conditioning for myself and my team and our organization and your circle of influence and your centers of influence. I understand that as a family business owner, as an owner of an executive search firm that has a brand that's known you know, beyond borders, that uh, people do want to reach the founder, the owner, right? But at the end of the day, I mean, I have 16 people who work with us at Centennial. And to be frank, in many cases, you're better served by others on the team, right? And the same way with the Talent Magnet Institute. I'm a big believer in building team, right? So we all here, surround yourself with the most capable, most impressive, high-performing leaders, and it'll take you places. And and that's what I, you know, I strive to do as a leader. So, um, both in not just our businesses, but also boards you serve on, committees you work on, like go for it, right? So, part of it is I'm not the best one to serve people in certain areas. My team calls upon me when it is time to step in, right? I do joke sometimes. It's nice to have two Mike Sipples on the team so that I, you know, <laughs> traffic can get diverted over to to my father, but. Um, You know, if, you know, again, people reach out. I mean, Jennifer, I think that's, you know, when people out that say, hey, would you mind? The answer is absolutely. My, my team would be happy to help. Mm -hmm. Right. And um, if they, if they say, awesome, usually somebody just wants to know where to turn. Right. So being able to say my, you know, my team, our resources could be a great resource. Not, not all about me, 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 me. It's kind of reframing, reconditioning myself, my team, and the world around us to recognize that hey, get into our database, connect with our team. You know how it works. I mean, in executive search, you're you engage in a project and you share it with your team, right? And then people say, hey, here are six people you need to call. Boom, 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 boom. So it's not just around centered around one person. Mm-hmm. Um, it is difficult, right? And I think that you know individuals like yourself. You know, we try to provide other resources and ways that I can serve in a, in a boutique search firm, a good, a amazing year is 50 searches or less, right? Mm -hmm. So we come across tens of thousands of people every year, tens of thousands, 20, you know, and the reality is a small subsection, a small, like tiny little piece of that we're going to actually place. Mm -hmm. Um, So we want to make sure everyone has as much to our ability as we can. You certainly can't control anyone's emotions, right? But, you know, we try to provide value to everyone possible. And that's not just my voice. Um, Mm -hmm. It's other voices too. Um, And it's a struggle. I mean, I can, you know, if I went through my file folder of to-dos, I'm sure there'd be, you know, 36 people asking if I could meet And I will get, you know, will at some point our team or I will reach out and try to serve. But, you know, it can be overwhelming when you're in this business because you're getting hit with thousands of requests as a firm. Mm -hmm. So it's taken us years that it wasn't my dad, then it wasn't just me. Right. And now trying to expand the brand and the recognition of others, you know, is something you got to be intentional about. Yeah. Um, But, if you layer value ads around you, right, there's other beautiful bouquets of flowers people can pick up. They don't need one from you directly. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, they can listen to the podcast and get value. They can join your, you know, private Facebook group for your podcast community and get value. They can follow your blogs. They can connect with your team. They can hop on. We, we offer a lot of events Right. I mean, we had a you know we host events to help people network. Even in today, um, there's ways to do virtual networking and bringing in keynote speakers. And you know, we do a lot of that to help. Mm-hmm. And then, hey, if it's not us, call this search firm. Right? Have you connected with these other three search firms that might be able to help in your area and things of that nature? So, um, you know, so that's kind of a it's a long winded. I mean, it's a ever it's a ever chasing battle. I mean, we're yeah. all trying to figure it out how to replicate ourselves. So Absolutely. Try to replicate yourself. just replicate yourself.
1: There you go. That's the answer. Cloning. <laughs> well, speaking of futuristic ideas, I know again, from my time with you and your dad working there with you, both of you are very good at not sitting in your success. So Centennial having the best year ever talent magnet Institute, growing leaps and bounds, I know you well enough to know that you are not sitting in that. You are thinking about what's next. Can you share with us a little bit about what the future holds for Mike Sipol Jr. and all of your businesses and your community?
0: Yeah, I, <laughs> I appreciate it. The, uh, <laughs> the primary part of this is learning how to celebrate today, right? And celebrate success. You know, I think it does come with a, you know, my dad and I be competitive, you know, Jennifer, you're competitive, right? We want to win. Mm-hmm. We want to help people. We want to, um, and winning looks different in our space, right? Again, we're not trying to fill 150 jobs a year. We're trying to serve 30 to 40 clients so well, they have no other desire to go anywhere else, right? Mm-hmm. And to see those clients flourish is more important than the placement you know, Mm -hmm. to be honest. So we want to see growth and, and that, you know, I want to do that. I mean, future, I want to see the clients that we're serving live out the values and the desires and the strategic plans that they've put in place and do so in a manner where people would never turn anywhere else because their cultures are so equitable, so inclusive, so loving and caring. And I mean, this is the best place I've ever worked Right, so so that's one thing. Trying to figure out how to do that, you know, I say we just want to change the way the world thinks about leadership. That's small task.
1: Of that's a small um, task.
0: <laughs> but, but meanwhile, I mean, I will have to say I, I have to learn how to celebrate more. Right, mm-hmm. I mean, to the audience, you know, who might be in my camp, it's important to take pause. It's important to debrief. It's important to not just jump to the next thing because. You know, hey, you did something great on Thursday. By Monday, it's time to get into the next project. And we're constantly thinking, you know, how do we debrief more effectively? How do we celebrate more effectively? We have a intention to have 850 members in two years by the end of 2022 inside the Talent Magnet Institute's membership. That is not an easy task, um, but it's as I say, it's 850 people. It's not 85,000, and let's go get it. Right. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, that's part of our intention that we're trying to set. Um, if we swing for the moon and hit half of that, it won't feel like a success. I mean, eight fifty is kind of the lower end benchmark, but if we hit enough doubles and triples along the way and perform well for those that are putting their trust in us and structure this right. I mean, I think that there's, you know, no limit in sight. On the search side, it's the same. And we want to be innovative. As you mentioned, you know, my dad's always been very innovative. Our team, we talk about it all the time. Like we're pushing the envelope on how things get delivered, tech stack that we use, the people we surround ourselves with, the learnings. We try to be really humble and continue to learn what we don't know, right? So, you know, outside of that, you know, having the, at the end of the day, you know, we're put on this earth. Hopefully we have one life we can impact, you know, I use the quote often by Jackie Robinson, a life is not important, except for the impact it has on others. And I believe that leaders like him who went first, who led boldly, despite the struggles and the, you know, death threats and things that some people get when they lead boldly. And, you know, nobody quite understands them, right? Us entrepreneurs, nobody quite understands us. Mm-hmm. We're all wired uniquely different, um, but it's worth it it's worth following that objective and listening and staying focused. So, you know, at the end of the day, we want to change the way the way the, way world, the world thinks about leadership. We want to change the way the world thinks about leadership and uh, setting those intentions, building the organization and continuing to do what we do, stay the path, stay the course and, um, you know, lead boldly, focus on what God brings to you, be thankful for all things that we have despite difficult circumstances and build a culture where people want to be here. They want to learn, they want to grow. Um, and I, you know, personally, I try to bring out the greatest good of those people who put their trust to join our teams. Mm -hmm. And, um, so those are just a few of the things. It's a few, it's a a tiny
1: list. (laughs) But I love that we can end on that with uh, the point of impact on the Impact Makers podcast. And I will look forward to continuing to cheer on your success as a team and as a person and as a father and as a friend. And I will encourage people once again to check out the show notes to get the links to where you can connect with Mike and his team. As you mentioned, I love the bouquets are all around you. You don't have to be the one to give it to them. And the 30-day trial for $1. It's a great deal. And I hope that you'll check it out. So thanks again, Mike, for joining me today.
0: Jennifer, thank you for your friendship and your mentorship. And it's been an honor to be a part of your life and to have you be a part of mine and to be on the Impact Makers podcast.
1: It's time for you to get noticed, create change, and grow your influence. Don't waste any time. Subscribe to this podcast and help us
0: get the word out by leaving a review.